0: You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.
1: Hey, you guys, before we start, a quick word about one of our brand new sponsors, and I'm very excited that I can say brand new sponsors. You guys, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? I know you are. Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll be able to get 50% off just about any one item. And that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't even mention it on air. That's super sensual. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. You get 50% off any one item when you type in BEST, B-E-S-T, as in Allison Rosen, is your new best friend. So that's BEST. Uh, that's the offer code that you type in upon checkout. And when you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code BEST at adamandeve.com. Alison, Rosen.
2: Rosie is your best friend. I'm seen. have seen.
3: We had the good times together. I've seen
1: Rosie doing the way the dance again. I've seen. Rosie's your new best friend. Hey everyone, hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, your new best friend and welcome to the second episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend the podcast. Today, my guest is Dustin Goot. Hello. Now, you might be thinking, but your first guest was a famous comedian, and most of your guests are famous, notable oh, people. Damn. Who's this guy? I was going
0: to ask if I was your first guest. You're I- my
1: first regular person guest. My, my
0: first disappointing <laughs> guest.
1: You're, yeah, you're the first guest where people will stop listening to the podcast. No, I, that's not true, and that is not fair. Allow me to explain to the people who you are. Please do. so, um, And I'm explaining to you. I mean, you know. Well, you're kind of having an identity well, you crisis. you can explain who I am, that, you're having would, an identity that would be even c- better. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, we don't have enough time. But I can explain, sort of, in broad strokes who you are. Um, Dustin and I have known each other for many years. Uh, we met... When we both lived in New York, and you were an editor at SYNC magazine, and I I wrote some stories for SYNC, including...
0: Another thing that no one has heard of. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to explain who I am by referencing a bunch of (laughs) other things that That no no one one... can relate to. And then I'll just be this big package of unknown.
1: Thank you for bringing the funny already. yeah i know i'm i'm explaining the riddle that wraps your enigma yes um yes. okay so i'm not going to go into all the different things which right. involve l- us working at magazines together but yeah, then we worked you a time out in- a zombie oh yeah we worked at time out in new york together and dustin uh told me that i had turned into a zombie because i had lots of enthusiasm and fervor and a heart and life when i first started and yeah, then by the end as people know you now yeah. Oh, thanks. I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm I'm partially thawed. Not entirely though. Right. But uh, when by the time Dustin started working at Time Out in New York, the burnout and zombification and calcification of my heart had already set in, and I just kind of walked around, um, dragging limbs and uh, just being full of death. Yeah. Not death, but uh, no. It was well. just
0: it was just that uh, thousand mile stare of you know. Uh, lifelessness and, right. you know.
1: I didn't greet the morning as you did by eating oatmeal. <laughs> yes. Dustin has a thing for oatmeal. And then uh, Dustin and I started doing videos together and he was my sidekick on Allison Rosen, his junior best friend, and I bring up oatmeal because the story goes nowhere involving oatmeal, really. However, we did a segment on my show, a cooking segment, where we made instant oatmeal. Yes. I almost... We also
0: st- had a burping contest.
1: <laughs> yes, we did. Which
0: I think I won.
1: I think I won.
0: Well, I, I think like there the were multiple favorite, rounds. Yeah, but, true. Yeah. You, now, kinda, you sneaky, like, saved your biggest one for the end. It was, I don't know if you practiced that or if that was just. I'm a
1: grower, not be- a shower. Be-
0: beginner's luck. Yeah. I
1: was lying on the couch drinking root beer and burping <laughs> when inspiration struck. Yeah. Which was, oh my gosh, I wonder what different sodas create. Like, I wonder what soda creates the most redolent burp. This is a topic to explore on air. It's so then true. you, Yami, and me... Now, this is when I was uh, move, I was living in California, and Dustin had moved back to California as well. Yes. Um, we had a burping contest on air. And by the way, for Christmas, Daniel got me a soda stream, which is that home homemade soda maker. Oh. And man, the burps that come out of that thing, out of me, out of that, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I only wish I had that years, you know, last time. Right. Anyway, so... Anyway, I'm living out here now, as you guys know, and Dustin is out here having left the world of magazines, which, and by the way, Dustin is a very good writer. Thank you. I think it's a shame you left, just kidding. Um, no, and he's going to business school out here, but I want to, and, and so we want to talk about, the, I want to talk about business school, I want to talk about LA versus New York, because yeah. Dustin is not loving Los Angeles as much as I am-ish. We need to talk <laughs> about relationships. True, uh, things. Yeah, because Dustin loves the ladies. Absolutely, sort of. Who, who doesn't? Right, um, and I just makes it sound like you're gay. The way I said that. I mean, I, I say sort of because um, perhaps the, right. the bounty Whereas of LA you women sort
0: of because I'm actually quite misogynist, but right, occasionally get naked with ladies. So it's a more it's than a occasionally, race.
1: from what I hear. You're like that friend, please take this in the spirit it's intended, <laughs> as an insult. You're that friend where I'm just like, he's such a great guy, because I only know you as a friend, you know? Right. And then I hear stories, and it's like, oh, he's actually a player.
0: Yeah, but then you're like, if I had to set him up with a friend, I would think twice or three times about that.
1: Yes, now I would. But <laughs> yes. back then, I didn't know. I know. Oh, well. Um,
0: I'm going to have to cast you off as a friend soon, because like, once I... Once right. people find out and I can't... Once you s-
1: fucked your way through my <laughs> hassle of friends and right, my exactly, corral.
0: Exactly. And you're, uh, yeah. your network is off limits, then I have to find some new unsuspecting people who think that I'm a decent human being and then work my way through their
1: friends. Yes. Cold and yeah. calculating. Not surprising. This, this, is a, this is an
0: awesome way for me to introduce I myself know. to a much larger audience.
1: But Dustin is awesome. Uh, I should probably think about
0: things that I say now.
1: Oh, I never knew. It wouldn't
0: be any fun, though.
1: He's also very funny. He said, I was thinking this morning, uh, one of the, for some reason, this always cracks me up. So we were doing my Ustream show, and I was talking about the guests that were going to be on the following week, and I said, and we're going to have Courtney Combs, the porn star. And then with perfect timing, you chimed in, not the Nobel laureate, Courtney Combs.
0: <laughs> my best line.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you had to be there. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, though, so uh, have you seen Private Parts with. You know, it's the Howard Stern story.
0: Yeah, I saw it long ago, or or like half of it on cable or something. I I couldn't speak to much of it. I don't
1: okay, think. well, there's a scene where Howard goes to Robin's house and he's like, "I need you with me. You make me better." Blah blah blah. All these things, and I feel like in terms of a sidekick, although this show's not going to have one, so don't get too excited. <laughs> You're too busy anyway. Way, way to kill my spirit,
0: <laughs> like straight <laughs> <up>. <laughs> out in the beginning.
1: Well, but I mean, this show's going to have one. I just mean, in general, the podcast. You know, oh, yeah. who knows? We can talk. But Fair you're, enough. you're, that's, it's
0: okay. That <laughs> is
1: often how I feel about you. I, I'm actually paying you a compliment. I, yes, that's how I feel I've, about you. Like, I feel like when I do on air things, like I'm just better when you're there as well. I appreciate that. And then I was thinking, I don't think Adam. For those who don't, everyone knows, but I'm talking about Adam Carolla, who's yes. uh, with whom I, I've heard of him. Yes. I'm always, you know, I'm on the Adam Carolla show. I don't think he would ever say that to me. And that is sad. But, but that's, I'm sure he That's how it. he keeps you sharp. <laughs> that's right.
0: Whereas you uh, take a more caring, nurturing yes. uh, stance towards your sidekicks, which I appreciate. See? I felt I was a good sidekick, but I feel more nervous because we're all, can I just, I mean... People obviously know the setup, but we used to do your Ustream show and we were just sitting in front of your MacBook and I I would ride my bike drunk to your apartment and then just kind of roll in halfway through the show and blather on about a bunch of stuff. And now I had to like be here at a specific time and you had to show me how to set up an official microphone, Mm -hmm. which I'm now like...
1: And then producer Gary chimed in in, in and and explained that I'd shown it wrong.
0: Weird and unnatural way. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. all this stuff that I I feel like I'm going to screw something up because it's... But it's, I mean, theoretically, it's not different. than. Well,
1: this is great so far. It's going really well. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. Um, We should address the fact that it is 9.27 a.m. Yes. Which I realize is a pretty normal corporate executive. This is like mid-morning for them. Yeah. For people like me who work in the evening, this is fucking painful. You can say fucking.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that before. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Great. It's fuck. I find yeah, fuck oh, f- that's great. Fuck <laughs> Fuck, I love that we can say that.
1: <gasps> I know. It's uh painfully early to yeah. me. Now you get up early though, don't you? With no. your whole, whole B school thing. My as you earliest guys say? class
0: I was telling your producer starts at uh two thirty PM. Oh. So, not really. So, what the
1: fuck are we doing? Yeah,
0: seriously. It's a but scheduling then, thing. Right. Well, because I have class then in the afternoon, I had to do right to do this. And I'm so, busy. Let's, let's get right and into important. the sexy stuff. Not really.
1: What are you going to business school for? Well,
0: let's not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> if, if I could answer that question, I, my life would be in such a better place.
1: Okay. Um, so, something... You are familiar with some of the segments that we do on the show, but there's something brand new, Dustin. Look oh my to God. your right. Just, Other
0: right. I just looked. <laughs> I'm razor sharp right now. Yes. There's a sombrero to my right.
1: Yes. Now look inside the sombrero.
0: There are papers. That's right. With this, things on them.
1: Hmm. This is the Topic Sombrero. Awesome. We don't yet have a song for the Topic Sombrero as we do for nearly everything else. But I, before this podcast started, I tweeted and I said, if you guys were going to listen to a podcast that talked about dating, what topics would you want covered? And people sent in a bunch of stuff. And I put them in a sombrero because you know I have an affection for putting things in silly things. Things and things. Yes, yeah. because we used to put phone numbers in a double boiler for the fan I phone calls I I feel kind of
0: sad for the double boiler. Did it get just put out to pasture? It didn't, no. I, mean, is it, I hope it's <laughs> properly memorialized. <laughs> I hope it's getting an Allison Rosen pension.
1: You want to know what, where it is with those phone numbers <laughs> still in it? It's in a cabinet above my washing machine. Okay. Next well. to some mag next to like 30 issues of Hallmark magazine, which I used to write for, sitting on top of a folder that has uh, an old book proposal in it with um, various noisemakers and scarves and other silly things that we used to wear during the show stuffed in there. Next to the New Year's Eve box, the party in a box. Nice. Remember, we put on a bunch as of, like, lays and hats, and and then I got really sick.
0: Versa- as you're describing these things, I'm just seeing, like, a Pixar film come to life of, like, the neglected mementos from our yes. life. You know, like, having a secret life in, in our storage cabinets. And I then know. they have an adventure.
1: Now, what would yours have? Because you live in a sad little box.
0: I do live in a sad little box. Are we oh, talking wait, I need emotionally to back up. or
1: physically? Both. But I need to back up, and I need to explain. When I was still living in New York, Dustin was like... It was just like um, like Nathaniel West or the other you know like writers who were just drawn out to Hollywood because there's manifest destiny really. Dustin was like, you can't believe what you can get out here for because you know New York the rent is like sky high and you don't get that much. Although in Brooklyn I feel like I had a pretty a a pretty decent apartment. Anyway though, he's like, you can't believe what you can get for you know less rent. And I come out and once again I'm going I'm I'm not even gonna say take this in the spirit it's intended. This just is a (laughs) shitty thing to say. Um, I came out, and I saw your place, and it's a sad little studio box.
0: It is. But you have to remember, I also came out here and uh, traded in the income that I was earning. So if I were right. paying the same rent that I were paying in New York, I would have... I mean, it would still be sad, but it would be you know a medium-sized sad box.
1: Right, as opposed to the petite small yeah, box? Yeah, petite sad box yeah. that keeps
0: the sadness more concentrated.
1: Okay, let's do a Topic Sombrero topic, and then I need to talk about the fact that um, I feel like I have mistreated my boyfriend for the last couple days, and I feel really bad and weird about it. Yeah. But let's head into the Sombrero first. It's like a
0: special topic.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what, I feel like like we need to repurpose a song to go into Topic Sombrero. Yeah. Now, you know the songs that we have. Gary, do you have all the songs queued up? No. No, I do. Oh, Uh, you do? Okay. I'm just trying to think. This is this is a bad use of podcast time trying to figure out which song to go to. Um, but
0: what about what did we play with the, we did like fan phone Call? Yeah. Like sombrero. Yeah, sombrero, maybe something w- like do you have that. do you
1: have the fan phone call one queued up? Sure. Okay. On a fan, fan phone call, Allison, what you all. Want a fan, topic fan sombrero. Yes. All right, pull a topic out ring. of the sombrero.
0: That should have been like a macarena or a, what are those things called? Uh, Maracas? Maraca shake mm-hmm. instead of the ring. We, yeah.
1: We'll, we'll edit that. We'll in. add that in post. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> pull a topic out of the sombrero, won't you? These are topics that you guys have sent in. Okay. Regarding um, dating and whatnot.
0: Yes, regarding dating. Oh, a tough one. How to keep your confidence up if you're always the one getting dumped. I got broken heart number four, and I'm wondering WTF is wrong with me. WTF is what the fuck. Mm, it is. Because we can say fuck on That's here. right.
1: That's right. Um, oh, that is a good question.
0: It is good. Well, I'm going to make an initial suggestion, okay. not completely related to it, which is uh, don't give your broken heart experiences numbers. I think, it's, <laughs> I think that's going to be helpful for you, just straight off the top. Yeah. Uh, just stop counting them. Right. Uh, that's going to make them l- seem less severe.
1: I know someone who would name their goldfish by the month they got the goldfish.
0: I thought you were going to say by the number, too, like thus reminding them of all the goldfish they'd killed, which would be sort of equally yeah a bad idea.
1: But Don't I feel, count right. things
0: that are bad, because then when the numbers increase, you think of how many bad things there have been in your life.
1: Right. Like, I'm not going to think about the fact that this is about nine minutes. Oh, no. We started earlier than that. I'm not going to count the minutes of bad this has been. Because this has been great. <laughs> I don't know why I'm being such an asshole. This act, that actually dovetails into uh, my being an asshole to my boyfriend. So, I don't know what's wrong with me, but yeah, let's talk did, about this yeah, topic let's, let's a little more. Yeah, let's this topic proper respect. Yeah, okay. Um, I agree with Dustin not... Counting the broken hearts, and also this is going to sound like cold comfort, but really there is something you can learn from a a relationship that breaks up. You know, even an unpleasant relationship, there is something to learn from it. And I would, I wonder if maybe you, well, I would say what 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 is the pattern here? I mean, Mm -hmm. the pattern seems to be that you're getting dumped, Mm -hmm. but are there more similarities in these relationships? Um, Because maybe you are choosing the wrong person yeah. repeatedly also i remember a therapist saying this to me at the time they said it to me i was just like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense and as i've gotten older it makes more sense And i'll tell you what it is which is that if someone doesn't want you that is not about you that is about them it really is you can be a you okay you can be a great <laughs> person yes but it, but you're just not right for them you know, it, if someone dumps you, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. There might be, but it doesn't necessarily mean there's something wrong with you. Yes. It just means that that person didn't feel what they needed to feel with you. And by the way, they're not always looking for the right thing for them or what is healthy for them. Just just like you might be out there reenacting something from your past and looking for that sort of spark that only comes from something fucked up, they too might be, and you're just, your neuroses just didn't click. That's yeah, sort of a, a negative way of looking at relationships, but...
0: Uh, Totally. Yeah, no, I would take the more dickish interpretation of that, which is that uh, these might all be horrible people and you're better off not not being with them. Right. Um, Or just that you're. uh, Yeah, again, you don't know the pattern of all this, but it Mm. sounds like maybe uh, they're, you know, not reading the signs of, uh, you know, people that are good for that they're good. Right. And, you know, so I guess maybe the thing to do would be not to be careful about investing in relationships before you're. uh, Well,
1: yeah, don't rush into anything. Right. For sure. I mean, I, I was actually just talking about this. Someone, uh, wrote into the show and was saying that she, you know, she'd just been dumped again by this guy who had promised never to leave her and she doesn't know how to take it. And my response to that was, if someone makes the promise I'm never going to leave you, to me that's a red flag yeah. if that comes too early. Yeah. And even if it comes late, because no one can really make that promise. Yeah. you know. And plus that's kind of the stuff of parent-child more than husband-wife or girlfriend-boyfriend or two people who are in a relationship. I think those sort of overarching, like, I will always be this thing for you, is you can't really expect that of another person. Like You really do need to find happiness on your own and then bring that, you know, and then... Be with another person, there's um, something else I was going to say about relationships, but I lo- oh I know I was going to say some people know my whole story, but just very fast for anyone who doesn't. I was always in the wrong relation. Dustin can back me up. I always made the wrong choices. I was always in bad relationships. I had a pattern of just uh of not really reading the signs correctly, and you know rejection was kind of my blind spot in that right. I always expected it when it wasn't there, and when it was there i didn't really i didn't really. Uh, perceive it properly you know I was the kind of person who's like you know he's just not calling me because he doesn't want to call me too much it's right, like, mm. right. or he's dating someone else you know right, I didn't right. say that but you know um, and then I just felt like I, I don't know how this works I can't do this dating is the minute I like someone it becomes something that I have to manage I don't want to deal with this anymore I make the wrong choices when I make try to make healthy choices that seems to somehow blow up in my face too so fuck it I was single for four years um, and didn't think I wanted to be in a relationship, and then met this guy and was friends with him, didn't know uh, if I wanted anything more than friendship. I really felt like I was not ready to be in a relationship again, although that feeling had been going on for years. But I was drawn to him, and I kept hanging out with him, and then one night we kissed, yep. and it was like magic. I didn't even think that was possible, that it w- could feel Magical, but it it did, and then we've been together ever since, and it's actually really healthy. Except that I feel like I've been an asshole to him right. for the last couple of days. <laughs>
0: except recently, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was that was a brilliant uh segue um to talking about your relationship. Yeah. But super quick to to wrap up, I would agree with all the things you said about your own dating history, and you you had this knack for like uh finding guys or finding relationships where there was a fatal flaw, which you could immediately identify. That was the right. weird thing. Like you, immediately like he was married. Yeah, right, right, yeah, just <laughs> Not little, really. little things, little yeah. things. No, but it was like you would immediately pick out where the fatal flaws, is, and then you tell me like, oh, I have the, you know, it's like this great guy. I'm really excited, but here's the fatal flaw, and I'd be like, what? And then, <laughs> but it was like this thing that was like it made the relationship interesting for you because yeah. it gave you something to kind of like fascinate over. We called it rosinating back. Oh, then. Oh yeah,
1: we did. Oh yeah, I don't know if if all the listeners know about rosinating. Rosinating is um. A term for thinking the fuck out of something, like mm. really inside and yeah. out and upside and down. And when
0: she says thinking the fuck out of it, that is really the only way you can put it.
1: Right. I've also referred to it as having a brain pearl, which is like you know how <laughs> oysters, like you put a little bit of sand in them, cultured oysters, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they kind of coat it with whatever, and then you have a pearl. It's like little, something little that lodges in my brain. and right, then I just but I'm think not sure it, that you it, ever got it, pearls it. out of it. I think no, it's, like one of the, it's it more like, like I would have like a brain aneurysm. It's, like
0: it's like when you spin around in your yard until eventually like you just can't stand anymore. Yes. I think it's more what it was like. Yeah,
1: yeah. Eventually everything <laughs> lost meaning and nothing made sense. So what the fuck? May as well get drunk and hang out with this guy. Right. So wait a minute. But I, I feel like I almost shouldn't ask, but are there fatal flaws you can think of off the top of your head with these guys?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head, but okay. I mean, it just seemed like the reason that we would talk about them is that there was immediately something that didn't work that like was sort of the fodder for the conversation. Yeah. And it was like, it was way early on and you knew like, and you were right. able to describe exactly what it is. And you were like, so anyway, just as soon as we get past that speed bump, and I'm like, what? So to, to wrap this up, <laughs> I feel like this person might be in a similar situation where it's like, don't think about how much your heart is breaking, but think more about, you know, just getting yourself in the right situation. Um, and you know, if things aren't working out when you're in the wrong situation, that's ultimately a good thing for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, although,
1: you know, it uh, doesn't, it, it if doesn't someone feel doesn't want to be with you, that is actually, I know this, it doesn't feel this way, but it's actually a gift they're giving you because that's not the right person for you. You should not have to talk anyone into yes. being with you.
0: And let me say, uh, many people don't even give that gift. The worst situation is to, is when uh, people really don 't want to be with you, but then they they still string it along because it 's like uncomfortable for them to actually dump you i would I would yes. argue that and you know uh amazingly women don 't always <laughs> um uh agree with me on this or yeah. sort of see this as it's happening. But but getting dumped is often like the nicest thing that a guy can possibly do for you. And it's really a decent act. And there's a lot of guys who just sort of fade out or, mm, co- or yes. continue and make it seem like things could, you know, get more serious. But right now he's just busy at work or he's, I mean, there's all sorts of things that guys do that, in my opinion, are way worse than dumping because uh, they're, re- they're not in it. They're never going to be in it. And they know that. Um, but they don't have the courtesy to dump you. So getting well, dumped is, like, not the worst place right. to be. And I feel that's, like, awful advice. It's like, it's not the worst. <laughs> you know?
1: but, well, you and I have talked about this before, though, about how women don't appreciate your honesty. Because yes. when you're done, you will tell them. Yeah, Whereas I'm, you have a friend who always has women swir- swirling around him yes. in sort of a, a more... Uh, pathological way, manipulative way, I don't know how how we put it. Yeah. But um he never never cuts off a relationship, right? Pretty much, yeah. He just he kind of rotates it like
0: semi open-ended. Yeah. Um yeah, and so I'm always painted as the asshole cuz it's like I'm like I'm sorry I just don't see this going anywhere and he you know, he just sort of disappears for 2 months and then like drunk texts them and they're like he likes me. <laughs> and um but that's a separate topic.
1: Yeah. Do you watch The Bachelor? You probably don't. I don't. Okay. He's pretty mercenary with his, uh, I just don't good see man. this going. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Maybe separate he's, topic. May, Maybe he's not a good man. Okay, so here's, um, I feel the pull to talk about The Bachelor, but instead I'm going to talk about what's been going on the last couple of days. Okay, so I, and Dustin can back me up, I do not like the phone.
0: True. No one, I mean, it's 2012, who likes the phone?
1: I don't know. It's like, I feel like I can't adjust. I miss the days of landlines when you could actually hear what the person's saying. When if two people started talking at the same time, it didn't create this, oh, no, no, you go. No, you go. Uh, No, you go. (laughs) What? It didn't create that, you know? I have so much trouble with the fact, I just find it so aggravating and frustrating that I can't really hear the person well. And I just feel like you sort of have this conversation where like 70% of what you're saying is being communicated and maybe... Fifty, you know, it's just I just feel uh, like I'm trying to reach across a chasm of I don't know what. Um, although I do think there are definitely times when talking on the phone is better than email. I'm aware of that. However, my one of my least favorite things is let's just talk on the phone and catch up. If it's a cell phone. I don't like to do that. Mm. Um, so I, I too often I will respond to calls and requests for calls with emails and things like that. Anyway, but that's just that's just background. So my boyfriend and I, um, we don't live together. We see each other often, and we text every day, but we don't talk on the phone every day. But sometimes we do talk on the phone, and sometimes like if I'm near a landline, it's fine. If, if there's something I want to ask him, if I want to ask his advice or run something by him or tell him about something important, then I do like to talk to him on the phone. Sure. Um, but if it's just catching up, I it just sometimes it feels more draining than not. Right. So uh, two days ago, I recorded the first episode of this here podcast, which I was very excited Congratulations. about. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, and then I came to the studio to record the Adam Carolla show, and then I went. Congratulations! Thank you. And then I went home, and the next morning I had a meeting, which was a general meeting. But after that, they were going to put me on tape reading some copy, and so I it, it felt like an audition. Essentially, I needed to practice this copy they right. gave me over and over and over so that I wouldn't mm. go in and you know not be able to, to pull it off mm. and I was really 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 tired and it was like eleven twenty or something and I had to get up early the next morning and I knew that if I I was fighting the urge to just go to bed and memorize it in the morning mm-hmm. which I, I I'm always tempted to do it I knew I wouldn't this, this is a tangent but I I uh, I went through that phase of going to auditions where I'm like, I'm not going to prepare that much because fuck it. And then it just took one audition of being ill-prepared to realize that is a very bad way of going about it. You may as well treat everything like something you want because it feels shitty to go in there and realize that you just did really poorly.
0: As I've realized many times with job interviews. Yeah.
1: And in terms of memorizing... It's pretty binary. Either you memorize it or you don't have it memorized. There's not like, I'll just keep looking down at my notes. Like that's, that's reading. That's not right. memorizing. Even though this is not a teleprompter anyway. But that's beside the point is because I'm avoiding the actual topic. So anyway, <laughs> he texted me and was like, you know, how'd your day? We've been texting that day. How'd your day go? Right. Um, and I, you know, how'd the podcast go? And I said it, it went well. Um, and he's like, great. I can't wait to hear about it. Can you chat? And I was like, if I get on the phone right now, there's no way I'm going to finish doing this work. I'm just going to go to bed. So I wrote back, and I'm like, I love you so much. I love talking to you, but I am, I'm preparing. He knew about the meeting the next morning. I'm preparing right, this right. thing for the meeting tomorrow. If we talk, I know I'll be tempted to just go to bed. Um, can we catch up tomorrow? And he wrote back, okay, which I don't, right. I don't know, but I got the sense was sort of a like, okay. You know, like yeah. he – it didn't feel like it didn't feel like oh I totally understand no problem we'll catch up tomorrow it was kind of like it was just it was terse
0: yeah okay is never okay as a text response it's only uh, eclipsed by just the single k yeah in like
1: yes oh I shouldn't have I should right have done that. so I felt so at
0: least you got the two letters out
1: of it true true that <laughs> T D um so I felt a little bad and I just pushed the feeling bad away because I'm like I don't have time to um. To engage in this human emotion, right. must memorize yeah. and practice. So anyway, then the next morning I went to the meeting and blah blah, blah and, and it went fine, and we were texting, and then uh, did the podcast here. Uh, Kevin Smith came on the podcast. He and Adam talked about congratulations. Thank you. Uh, talked about their conflict, and it was like a very intense, draining kind of. Uh, but but awesome podcast, but sure. it, it draining experience for me, um, and so then I get home and I wrote a quick blog post, and I actually on the blog, I said I would talk more, but I just want to change clothes and watch the Bachelor like I was done with anything other than sitting there slack jawed drooling, and right. being like because I knew I had to get up early this morning too um, to do this podcast, so I was just like just I was just burnt as we would say in Orange mm. County. Um so, so this is all
0: coming back to me ruining your relationship is basically what we're setting up here.
1: Oh, I hadn't realized yet that yet, but yes. No. So then um he texts and uh you know, hey, how are you doing? I'm like I'm exhausted, but I'm good, blah, blah blah. Um and he says, "Do you think you might be too tired to talk on the phone?" It, and I said, "Yes, I'm too tired." <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we could just say hi cuz what i was trying to say like here's the thing i felt like like the i did not want to talk on the phone mm. i but i love him though but i right. just was like i just i don't have it like all i want to do is sit here and tune out i don't want to have to engage with a human being and i specifically don't want to have to engage with a human being and tell i feel i see i feel like i sound like a real asshole but like I don't want to have to tell him about the podcast and tell him about the meeting and, and all this because especially not on a cell phone where it's going to – it's just going to like take too long and I just uh. – right. and this also makes me sound like an asshole this part. But I feel like – you can call me out on being an asshole if this is not an, an asshole-ish thing to, to think or feel. But like my job is talking. <laughs> it is though. It's listening, I, yeah, and and especially with Adam, like there's a lot of of listening and talking and figuring out what and, and tr- you know. I mean, it's not it's not just like you. It's not like right. you can be half tuned in and just say a couple of things. It's like you you gotta bring your a game. I understand, in but that does ears.
0: unquestionably make you sound like an asshole.
1: <laughs> I know. So normally, I'm able to flip the switch and be like, "This is the kind of talking I do." Uh, professionally and this is the kind of this is actually engaging you know relating to human beings but it it was like I was too tired to be able to differentiate and it just felt like like here's the thing I felt like if I get on the phone it's going to be I'm going to be performing I'm going to feel like I'm performing and I don't want to perform I would if he were right next I would love to be with him in person and just catch up but having to talk on the phone just feels like too much. But I felt like if I don't talk to him on the phone, he's, he's going to begin to wonder what's going on. Yeah. So what I was trying to do was be like, let's just talk a little bit on the phone. And that was my mistake. So he's like, I don't know how to interpret that. I'm going to call you in a second. I say, okay. So he calls, and then I make some like, tr- I'm trying to explain why I don't like the phone, but it just sounds awful. It sounds like I'm being a, like a, And then I'm, like, talking about how I can tell that I sound. I'm, like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm such a cunt. Like, I called myself that. Mm. Um, And then. Wow, we can say everything on this. Yeah, we can. And then um, I was, like, he's, like, you know, I just, I feel like sometimes when we text, you know, we're not really communicating. And I was, like, I feel like right now we're not really (laughs) communicating. And, um, you know, I just, like, I want to hear about your life and I want to tell you about my life. And I'm, like, yeah, tell me about your life, meaning I don't want to have to talk. And then it was just this like bad conversation where I think I hurt his feelings because I was being so weird and distant. And the whole thing was sort of like this is what it's like. It's like I have – it's like I don't want to put on nice clothes and put on makeup and go out. So instead I'll just put on sweatpants and have a friend over to the house. But I end up – no, I'll just put on sweatpants and go out. And the whole time I just end up feeling like sort of – embarrassed that i am not put together and the better the better thing would have been if i had just sucked it up and had a normal conversation even if it felt a little draining or a little bit like performing because as opposed to what i tried to do which is like i don't want to have to raise my energy level above comatose and i don't want to give anything i just want to be like has this happened
0: before I mean, you guys have been dating for a while, and you've been talking for a living for a while, right? Yeah. I would imagine this is a scenario that happens from time to time.
1: Yes, but I've never done what I did last night, which is I'm not going to budge.
0: So you're saying you always sucked it up when you felt that way
1: Yeah, and I've had conversations where at the end I've just been like, oh, I don't want to talk anymore. Right. You know, but I don't share that with him. And it's not him, though. It's just I don't want to be tethered to a phone. Mm-hmm. I want to just. I don't want to hold my arm like I'm just. I'm just. It, so I think I should have either Is it sucked just it up. The
0: phone though, like if he were sitting there on the couch, I would you been, have like talked away. Yes.
1: In? Well, I mean, I would. I would have probably fallen asleep leaning on him or something. You know, I would have. I would have loved. To, yeah, it wasn't that I wanted to be alone. It was the phone. Hmm. I would have been happy to be physically with him it was right. strictly that like i just want to watch tv and not think and on the phone i mean like this was part of this was part of the conversation
0: yeah but it was he, like talking i mean i don't it it sounds like it's like the talking and the the sharing and the sort of like diving back into emotional stuff that happened and recounting that yes. not so much that it was on the phone or in, like in person you wouldn't have wanted to really do that either you but just it would have wanted to say like as ah, tough and maybe he would have like sort of seen from your body language that uh, you know that you'd had a tough day, and he could have like—I mean—the phone sort of eliminates a lot of clues that would help him realize, like, "Oh, I, I get what situation right. you're in."
1: So I decided to give him all the clues by just being a real bitch. <laughs> right. um, well, you got to be helpful, but even it—but in person, like, it'll happen that I will go to his place after I record a podcast, and he'll be like, "How'd it go?" And I'll be like, "Good." Let me take off my makeup and, you know, change and then settle down and then I'll tell you. Um, Because, yeah, because that's like a situation or or if there's something I need to talk about, like where I don't want to just jump into the emotional whatever right away. But no, this really – in person, it really wouldn't have been the problem that the phone was. So Hmm. anyway, I think I should have either just sucked it up and been pleasant or I should have – asserted my need to not talk on the phone but I don't know how to do that without being an ass like and now I feel like I'm just making it weirder by you know like I I apologized extensively on text last night because it's like this is this like I love him he's nothing but wonderful to me why am I being an asshole to him that's how I felt I felt like why did I just take? it's as if I took everything out on him he didn't deserve that all he wanted to do was communicate with me right
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, this feels like uh, uh, an instance of like the the personal space issue that yeah. inevitably like crops up in any relationship. Because like the the trajectory of any relationship or anyone that has like serious potential is like you're really psyched because you you love this person and you could see. Uh, you know, being with them for a long time. And, and you're like, you get caught up in that excitement and you want to do all sorts of things together and you talk a lot. And it's like, you over invest, like you, mm-hmm. you spend more time than you really wanted to spend because, you know, you're just that enthusiastic about it. And then you don't think like, oh crap. In like, you know, in normal life, I don't want to, you know, like the sort of portion of my life that's devoted to this person and interactions with them is not, I don't want this, you know, it's too high. And then, you know, somewhere you have to, like, sort of come back to, like, an equilibrium level. But that, like, falling back to equilibrium level, like,
1: the it's two people in the relationship,
0: times. like, never fall back at the same time. You know, right. one person's always like, I'm still excited, you know, or, um, or you know, maybe people are, you're excited at different points where people sort of feel their need for personal space at different points. And then yeah. it comes out in things like this.
1: Well, and then, I, d- I do think, I mean, for the most part, I feel like he and I negotiate that. That pretty well. Um, but I do think that I've been a little busier than normal the last couple of days. And with right. this show gearing up, like I'm very, you know, invested in this and thinking a lot about it and stuff. And so perhaps he feels a little bit of distance from that because just sensing that my attention is on this other stuff. And so that makes him want to reach out more. And that makes me want to not, it makes me need a little more of a boundary or something. I don't know. Right. But, is there any way I could have not talked on the phone last night without being an asshole
0: uh, I, mean, I, like I don't, sound- don't want
1: him to be like what's going on that she won't talk to me
0: It sounds cheesy, but I feel like like just honesty about what you're feeling is is really the only way to go and just say listen i wa- I want to talk to you about this at some point and and it's just and I know I couldn't do it last night and tonight or whatever i you know it sucks or but it's like. I promise I will, you know, want to talk to you again or you know I want to get to this but um you know just right now is tough and um, but I, I think you're coming to the wrong conclusion that you should have just sucked it up. Like I don't think that's the answer. I don't think because that's because then good,
1: resentment would build, right?
0: Yeah, then it's this whole cycle of then you like right. then you set this precedent for yourself more than anything, where you feel like you need to suck it up again, and then you feel resentment. Which and th- there's this whole sort of internal cycle you're in that they are not privy to. Yeah, and then when it finally, and I'm in that right, right now. Right, and then when it finally erupts, they're like, "What the fuck?" You know, like I was just sitting here being a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's like you. I mean, this is what makes relationships work, right? It's like he's disappointed that you don't want to talk about things and he may feel sort of cut off or distant, but, like, if, you know, um, if it works, which I think that it should because, you know, I've met him and he's a good guy, you know, he'll realize, okay, you know, I know that she loves me and just needs this and, like, when she's ready, I know that she'll, you know, sort of be ready to talk. I mean, it never works as cleanly as that, but, like, I feel like that's what differentiates the solid relationships from those who don't are the solid relationships are the ones where like when you don't want to deal with the other person the other person doesn't take that personally it's just right like, you know okay i get it yeah see that, that's like a place every relationship needs to get to
1: yeah and i feel like i was unfair to him and that i didn't get i didn't allow him to know what was really going on i was maybe holding all the cards and being a bitch Yes. Yeah. 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 Double, I was w-
0: double whammy on you.
1: But I didn't know how to communicate that without getting on the phone, and I didn't want to do. It. That's why I'm just like I need to talk to him in person about this stuff and explain that, uh, I don't you know what happened because it's like I can't I can't explain it on text. That sounds like, what it sounds like is, I can't talk to you right now because I am sleeping with someone else.
0: Uh, I don't think that's <laughs> immediately how it comes <laughs> across. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm not sure you're giving him quite enough credit. I uh, am with sleeping that. with someone else, but yeah. I'm just—I'm well, totally. not. Um, but that's just physical, everyone. everyone yeah, yeah. It's that. What, yeah, it's L.A. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, or
1: it th- sounds like it sounds like something's up, though.
0: Text is shitty and impersonal, but I mean, I think that's part of it, right? It's like if you send a shitty, impersonal text, it's like I just can't deal with anything right now. Then you got to count on the other person to be like, the reason she's being an asshole and sending this this terse text is that you know yes that that was a rosen right there that (laughs) was was like a magical moment um uh yeah i mean like at some like he's gotten texts i'm sure of a similar nature and and i'm guessing that he could have figured out like okay i'm not happy about this but um you
1: know it'll be okay trust him
0: more that's my trust him more
1: trust him to understand me more Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was going back into my own uh my own bad relationship memory vault and thinking that if I want to talk to someone and they kept putting me that off That is
0: a spacious vault. If I lived there in LA.
1: <laughs> oh my, my god. My sadness have would balcony? have all
0: the all the room in the world to run free and my sadness would have like a swing set and <laughs>
1: I know. <laughs> It'd be like a sausage fest though. <laughs> well, it'd be I like mean, it'd be like um like one of the real world houses that
0: would be even sadder. So it just it would work out
3: fine.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There'd be all sorts of rooms. You'd have to be a loft space. Oh yeah, so, yeah, like it'd be aquariums. All right, we are losing callers by the second. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, you guys. But let's let's talk to Jimmy on line four. I believe this is Jimmy Aquino of the Comic News Insider podcast. Jimmy?
2: You can correct. Hello! I was literally just emailing you to go, I don't know what's going on, but I've been on hold for almost an hour, and I've got errands to run.
1: Well, thank you for your perseverance.
2: Well, I've no, been, I've been working in the background on my computer,
1: so... Oh, all right. So, how, you, so you've heard this whole show?
2: You have heard the whole show.
1: How do you feel like it's going?
2: It's going really great. Uh, I think Dustin's right.
1: It's Thanks. sultry.
3: Are you on speakerphone?
2: Oh, yeah, I am. Sorry, Should I not be?
3: Yeah, that'd be great if you could pick it up. Okay.
1: Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. now oh, we man. can hear you so much better. See, oh, so much better. that illustrates everything I was saying about cell phones.
2: <laughs> exactly. I did have a, uh, a small beef, not a big one.
1: All right. Oh, but, good.
2: Uh, now, you have all these great theme songs. I know. I wonder who wrote you your first theme song and what it was.
1: I don't know. Maybe you want to play it?
2: Mm, Maybe. We could.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. All right. It's time for
2: Allison Rosen. So smart when supposing. Don't wake up if you're dozing, unless your brain is frozen. It's Allison Rosen. Come join Joe and Jimmy in the podcast studio. And we'll watch a daily Allison, her daily webcast show. Hear us all together since the studio. I'm you'll hear us cry JJ and ali Rowe. It's Allison Rosen, is she one of the chosen. She beat this clothing that she wears later hose. It's Alasane, totally brainy, like Lois Laney. A la cibosa.
1: Let's start the show. That was it it was wonderful for me because it brought back memories of hearing that song, but I feel for listeners it might have been painful because the yeah. sonic quality was super uh, painful. Do we have You're right. A...
2: Sorry, listeners. Uh, you can go back to one of her old shows and hear it or one of our old shows and hear it. But... Wait,
1: I believe Gary was asking if we have that song file, yes? Do I have a copy of that? No, but maybe Jimmy could send it. If Jimmy I wants... can find a way to send it. Yeah, that, and then sure. we can put it in and then it won't be super duper painful. Right, so the listeners okay. will have no idea what we're talking about right now. Okay, great. Let's do that. <laughs> um, Let's do that. All right, well, thank you for calling in and playing the yeah. song, Jimmy.
2: You're welcome. Well, I just want to say uh, we miss you here in New York.
1: Thank you. Good to
2: see you at San Diego Comic-Con, though. Are you going again this year?
1: Um, I don't know if I will or not.
2: Hopefully. All right. Hopefully. Uh, and just want to say we're very proud of you and all the success you've had.
1: Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye, Jimmy. Bye, Allison. Bye, Dustin. Bye. 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 All right. Maybe we should talk to Greg on line one. Hello, Greg. Hello. Hi, Greg from New Jersey. How's it going?
4: Hi, Allison, now from California. It's going well.
1: Well, I'm actually from California. I just was in New York for a little while, and now I'm back in California.
4: Okay. Well, the only reason that I I really came to know who you were was the early days of Red-Eye.
1: Oh, neat. Um, Thank you.
4: And I I wanted to ask you uh, how you met the Red-Eye guys, and also um, if you have any stories of Rachel Sklar being crazy.
1: (laughs) Rachel Sklar? Is that who you mean, or do you mean the Rachel that was on the show?
4: I guess I she was so um, unimportant that I forgot her actual last name. But, yes, the, the fan girl. That was, Yeah, on the, uh,
1: Rachel Marsden was, I believe that's her name, was yes. in, in, initially a cast member of Red Eye in, like, the first season. Rachel Sklar, though, is um, a writer for, I think, Mediaite? Or I forget what she writes for, but she's someone else. And she I was also on the show. I know her name. I apologize there's a lot Rachel of, Sklar. There's a lot of Rachels out there. Sometimes people tell me that I look like a Rachel, and I think, I get it. You You think I look You look kind of
0: like the Rachel that uh, I used to date.
1: What Rachel did you date?
0: Uh, I was an intern at SYNC.
1: Oh, well, there you go. I wonder if people ever told her she looks like an Allison. Probably not, because people don't think I look like an Allison. Mm. Allisons are blonde, typically, I guess. You
0: don't look like most of the other Allisons. But in The Sure
1: Thing, the Netflix disc of yours that I've had for like the last (laughs) eight months... Um, her name was Allison. So in your face, people would think I don't look like an Allison. And she had dark hair. That was, that was my point. Anyway, let's talk. Okay. Red Eye. The way I met all of them. Well, actually that sort of relates to, um, Dustin being here and magazines and all that because I knew Bill Schultz from, um, he, when I was an editor at Time at New York, he wrote for me, but I had met him prior to that. When I'm trying to remember what we were writing for at that time, I was writing for this magazine giant, which was sort of a spin-off of stuff. Um, and one of the guys there was was like, "We got to get Bill, Bill Schultz." Blah blah blah. And so I met him out at some bar uh, with them. And then I'm trying to think when I met him again. I guess I met him. Ag- we became friends. Then when he started uh, writing for Time Out in New York, and at this point, I was already going on television. I was doing that uh, thing on NBC early in the morning talking about events going on in the city. And I remember Bill telling me that um, he and Greg Gutfeld – and I had never met Greg, but I had heard about Greg. Like uh, everyone and in that everyone, wor- world knew about Greg because at that point he had, he had edited stuff – and Maxim, and yeah, he had a... He was very well-known in that media world. And, yeah, and it was sort and that of a was, controversial that, figure.
0: Yeah, and that's back when Maxim was, like, riding high. That was, mm-hmm. like, it was going to take over men's magazines. It was going to be bigger than Esquire, and, I mean, this is all media insidery, but...
1: Right. So, anyway, um, I remember Bill told me that they were talking about developing a TV show, and... Me, with all of my television experience of going on local news Saturday mornings, was like, (laughs) give me a break. (laughs) You can't make it without
0: me on there.
1: (laughs) Well, no, I just like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. See you at Ski Ball, because we were all on a competitive Ski Ball League at the time. Yes, we were. Uh, Bill was on a team called Tits McSki. And I was on Skeet's H. Christ, um, and then ulti- this is this is also tangent. But ultimately, I quit ski ball because I realized I enjoy being able to tell people I'm on a competitive ski ball. League. No, no, I enjoy knowing I'm on a competitive ski ball team more than I enjoy playing ski ball.
0: Oh, because we still, had
1: touched glory almost. I we still got... think
0: the telling is the most fun aspect of it, but I agree the actuality is. not Yeah,
1: it wasn't the telling. It was fun. just thinking, like, look at me, making a go of it in New York. I do such frivolous things as this cool thing. <laughs> It really was like, because I was living with my sister, and she and I were on the same team. And I remember walking with her thinking, look at us. We live in New York. We play on a skee-ball team. We've we are, <laughs> 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 We are really diving into the culture of, I, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. But the, the hipster
0: quotient is just too high
1: It's in, yeah, in it's,
0: actuality. Yeah,
1: I, you can choke on it. Yeah. And also, at this point, I was tapering off of drinking. And to enjoy it, you should drink a lot. Like a lot of things in life. Like playing in a rock band or um, or dating, but I don't really think that anymore, but yeah. I did for a long or time. Or I don't
0: even know if that's actually enjoying it. It's more like to distract yourself from the fact that you aren't enjoying it. You'd have to drink a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I would just say that that's not the same thing as actually enjoying it.
1: Okay. Fair enough. For me. Fair enough. Anyway, then, so so I knew about this show that they were talking about developing, and then I saw the show on Fox News late at night, and I thought... Um, this is a really entertaining show. I like it, and I think that um, I would be good on it. So I emailed Bill, and this was like this was in the very early days, and I was like, Hey, if you need you know someone to come on, uh, I nominate myself and Then I got an email from the Booker at that time, who was actually not even the real booker, just like someone who 's helping out I think and then I came on, and then I came on a bunch, and that was it and in terms of Rachel. I only met her a couple times. She was always uh, nice to me, so I never saw. I don't. I don't actually have any crazy stories. I know that's disappointing.
4: Well, uh, it's a shame she didn't try and stab you, or else this would have been a very uh, entertaining phone call.
1: Are you saying unless she was
0: successful? Right, then it would have been a non-existent phone call because. Allison Good point. Would be dead or maimed or something. Thank you. Allison's
4: yes. co-host is your new best friend.
1: That's right. But well,
4: um, thank well, you.
1: Wait, are you saying this phone call wasn't enjoyable or entertaining?
4: <laughs> it was enjoyable for me. So, what do you do? I don't know about others.
1: Thank you for your honesty. What do you do in New Jersey, Greg? <laughs> uh, I
4: am studying for the bar exam.
1: Ooh, the bar. It's
4: unfortunate. And so you're listening to your show for an hour, gave me a good distraction. But uh, unfortunately, it's time to spend about eight hours uh, on it.
1: What kind of law are you going to go into? Uh,
4: I am unsure. I'm going to work for a judge next year, and we'll see where it takes me from there.
1: Does that mean you're going to be a clerk? Yes. See, I can talk the talk. My no. sister is a lawyer. I got the <laughs> lingo. That's right. Um, I carried her Barbary bag for a long time. Barbary is like mm. a, what is that, like a bar prep class or something? Yes, yeah, about 12 books. Mm-hmm. I had a Barbie messenger bag. All right. Anyway, well, good luck with the bar, Greg. Thanks for calling in and being the one person who enjoyed that phone call. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk to Josh from Ohio. Oh,
4: wow.
1: Hi, Josh from Ohio. Hey,
4: Allison. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are oh. you doing? Fantastic. Fabulous. Um, so,
4: I had a question for you about being on Adam's show. Okay. Um, I feel like... A lot of the, the funny stuff from the show comes from you. You have yeah, a lot you, of little...
1: You and me both.
4: <laughs> you have a lot of little one-liners after, you know, at the end of a Iran or whatever. We you never really get any, any laughs or any recognition. I was wondering, does that get know. frustrating or, or discouraging for you at all?
1: Um, uh, no. You know, honestly, no, because I get a lot of feedback from listeners. So... I know that the things I'm saying are actually being heard. Okay. And oftentimes people in the studio will react or laugh or things like that, and that and that's pretty gratifying. Like when these comedians come in who are – like I remember I made Seth MacFarlane crack up and Patton, ah. you know, and, and Larry Miller is always a good sport. And so there's a lot of people yeah. who come in, and I know – you know, I do get a lot of feedback on the comments I make. Um, yeah. And I don't even know that I really – Need the feedback though. Um, I'm trying to think. Like if I, if I were just making these comments and I no one was saying anything, um, I don't think I actually don't think that would bother me because I mean my my job is to do other things on the show as well as as make jokes. Okay. But I sort of feel like I kind of feel like there's like two shows going on. You can be listening and you can if you're just listening to Adam, you get a certain show. But if you're also sort of tuned into the fact that I'm making these these little <laughs> comments that are sort of on the side of things, then you get a different version of the show. Right. And so it's like choose your own adventure. So I'm okay with it. I mean, I think if Adam were like shut up, <laughs> then I would feel differently about it. Yeah. But I sort of look at it like I look at it like he's running a race and I'm periodically standing there holding out lemonade or whatever people who actually engage in athletics drink orange slices okay and he could take it if he wants and he doesn't have to but that's what i'm that's sort of how what i think of the function of my little comments is like or those
0: little energy gels that yeah. would be like that would be a particular zinger if you were like oh like I, you look like you're flagging not here's that, some paste. not that he ever does right. yeah here's some here's some gel yeah formulated oh. by scientists to give you extra boost
1: right exactly so it's sort of like if he doesn't engage with what I say, that's actually completely fine for me because really my, my role on the show really is, I mean, to do the news but also to support him. So I don't, I don't look at it like it's my own show like this is. So I, right. it's sort of like I'm just, I'm just giving him little branches on the tree and if he wants to go down that way he can and if he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. That makes sense.
0: If I could jump in momentarily, Please. in I guess partially in defense of Adam, not that he needs defending, but, it, but I mean the roles on the show are like sometimes when we did our uStream show, you would like leave to um, answer the door or check makeup, and when or you're check makeup. or uh, <laughs> or whatever you when, I think I was late, leave. lady stuff that you were doing. I think go, yeah, I'd
1: go to the bathroom for uh, that, like once yeah, or twice.
0: Stuff you ladies do, yeah. um, it, you know, and then I would have to. Like, hold down the fort. yeah lead the show like look at the con- i mean when you're uh like hosting a show is completely different from being sidekick or co-hosting or because i mean you really have to uh lead the narrative of the show and and get things from point a to point b which isn't always a hilarious thing to do but it's completely necessary mm-hmm. to you know move the show along and actually have a conversation and then the person on the side has the luxury of you know, um, jumping into the narrative at whatever points they choose and whatever points might be the most sort of ripe for humor. So, um, uh, it's awesome that you're, uh, hilarious and able to do that. But also, uh, you know, for Adam, like he's, you know, you, you can't just talk for an hour and like everything that comes out of your mouth is hilarious. Like just the roles of having a show, just it's impossible. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Dustin. (laughs) Thanks for your call. Oh, hey, Josh.
0: I feel like we've had a good string of backhanded compliments going, so I just wanted to you know, yeah. jump in there with it's that.
1: True. It's true. So what do you do in Ohio, Josh? Are you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm an engineer.
1: Oh, neat.
0: <laughs> do you build, build things that we uh, would use or recognize uh, or have heard of?
1: Pipelines. Okay. I've heard of those. Yep. Well, thank you so much for oh, calling you. in. Um, you are you going to uh, engage in some pipeline work today? I
4: I am. I'm not, actually with this was a uh, welcome distraction from that. So, thank you.
1: Well, you're welcome. Well, thank you so much for for calling in and for listening. I know it's the early days of this show. It's not. It's it's unproven.
4: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. You take right, care you. there. All right. Bye. Take care there. That was an unintentional rhyme. It didn't, yeah. yeah it Did not it intend it. <laughs> you
0: have so much uh, talent that. It just flows out like that
1: sometimes. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Thank you for recognizing that. <laughs> um, I think that we should do some Just Me or Everyone because you have some B-school or I everyone. I prepared some, yes. So Just Me or Everyone, for people who don't know, is the segment we do where we share things that we think or do that make us wonder, is it Just Me or Everyone? However, Dustin has flipped the script. He's turned the tables on this. Got
0: crazy. I know. Got crunk on it. <laughs> I don't
1: You've never seen more black. I just said that, yeah. And um, has brought in some business school or everyone's. Yes. And these should be good.
0: They'll, yes.
1: We have a song, and here it is. Sometimes I ponder on was, something I yeah. have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Done. All right. Uh, when someone tells me they were driving next to me, or they saw me on the road, I wonder what embarrassing thing I was doing in my car. I instantly think, "Oh God, was I picking my nose, or, mm. or you know, pulling out a wedgie?" Which I guess you wouldn't notice if I were doing that, <laughs> unless I like had, unless I was had my ass hanging out the window <laughs> to adjust the wedgie as if adjusting it by wind.
0: In that case, I would say it's just you—not that they noticed, but that you were doing that.
1: In right? Car. Yeah, not everyone does that. Some people use the gear shift, but if you, so you don't think that, you don't look at your car as a sanctuary of embarrassing activities?
0: Oh, I totally do. but For me, it's more uh, that uh, I catch myself occasionally in the middle of the embarrassing activity that I know if someone noticed, I would be mortified by. And, And it just dawns on me that I'm not like in some private space, I'm in something with Windows, windows all right? That people can totally see, <laughs> yeah. It. Um, and, and then, I tip and I and know then that I continue well. on the embarrassing thing because I'm the like, thing. they can judge me all they want. Yeah. I'm still in my
1: car. That's how I feel. <laughs> people are like, you know, the windows aren't tinted, right? Or they don't actually say that, but I feel like they could say in that in your head, they say, yeah, that. yeah, exactly. And I think, like, I give a fuck. Yeah, but except what pierces that is when someone says, oh, I was driving next to you. I saw you on the road. I feel like Gary saw me once.
3: I was just going to say I feel bad now because I that 100 percent happened. And I what was I doing you? Nothing. You were driving, although I'm embarrassing, no, although I've <laughs> since been to your house and I'm now very curious as to where you were going because it was not in the direction of your house. And it was the middle of the night. It was was the... it
1: the direction of my parents house, maybe?
3: Could have been, yeah. The May Actually, then ab- that was the week I think that you were going back and forth between the two residences. Yes. Okay. There we go. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh no, no, make it's okay. You feel uncomfortable.
1: It's okay. We'll never work together again. <laughs> All right, let's do a B schooler, everyone. Now we have. You know what? In the interest, should we do the snippet of the song, or in the interest of time, should we just roll through? It's your show. What do you want to do? Snippet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me? Ah
3: or everyone
0: yeah, I'm still just awestruck by uh, real production. In, I know. In, in your uStream show, the snippet would have been you like fumbling with the, <laughs>
1: the iPad, with, with, with
0: the iPod, like uh, trying to find where the song was first of all because it would have like skipped to a different menu. I know. And, and then like playing it and then trying to like uh, back up. Yeah, and being with, like oh wait, with hang your on, finger, you like push forward or something, and the whole thing would have taken longer than actually just playing the whole song. I in know. the I know. It's true. It's um, a great show. So yeah, I'll get over that eventually. May- maybe not. Hopefully not. I want to see the world permanently. through Stay like, in
1: this place, that's Yes, through stay the innocent right eyes of a yeah. newborn babe, <laughs> uh,
0: which, which I am in <laughs> podcasting. Um, so my first uh, just-to-be schooler, everyone, uh, and this just happened recently but uh, ha- has happened numerous times, is uh, when you go out for dinner, for a group dinner in business school, uh, now, when you go out, out for a group dinner with anyone, there's always the awkward, you know, settling up the bill at the end of it. It's like you put down, like, 15 credit cards and you're telling the waiter it's like, oh, $20 on these 10 and then – but, you know, uh, but twelve fifty on the others because um, you have somehow calculated all that. Um, or, you know uh, – Someone pays, and then you're like, oh, I'll get you back, or some people are giving cash, and then, you know, you just recognize the person paying, gets screwed, you know, whatever. So the business school way of of dealing with this, or maybe everyone, I don't know, um, I had not experienced it until business school, is that one person agrees to pay, and then the next day – a spreadsheet comes out. Oh my God. Just and and not just any spreadsheet, but a spreadsheet with all of the, the magical tricks that B school people have learned and passed down over the years and acquired at investment banks and all these like hardcore analytical jobs, uh, all in the service of dividing up freaking like dinner bill between seven people. So people's names are across the top and, uh, and menu items. And first you, uh, you like put X's to to say if you've had the menu item and then there's like, but then there'll be other fields to say if you'd like shared it with another person, oh like God. you shared your appetizer versus you had it on your own versus, you know, you had drinks. Um, and then it adds in tax and tip and all these things. And it seems like this unbelievably scientific way of, uh, of settling this so that no one gets screwed in the normal manner when people go out to dinner. Um, But it doesn't actually work. That's the crazy thing. You'd be better off just, like, throwing cash around or putting cards down or whatever and, like, letting people get screwed anyway. Because uh, what inevitably happens is that, like, not everyone responds right away. And then people somehow get the selective memory for the items on the bill that that they've had or haven't had. It's Uh, almost
1: like the honor system, which never works.
0: Right. It's the honor system, which never works, especially – well, maybe not especially with B-school people. I think – at least the people I choose to go out to dinner with. How g- is this referred to? Is this like, integrity. I'll do
1: it, but I'll send you the spreadsheet tomorrow. Is that how, like, is there a pretty, name for yeah, it? Yeah,
0: pretty much. Uh, it's, there's not that a name for like the just process. B school. I, it probably is. But so specifically, uh, there was a spreadsheet sent around in the last two days where I was in this situation. And this was for something where, uh, the person had not sent it around immediately after the meal they had delayed. Uh, and, so this is now two months ago, so it's very easy to forget all yeah. sorts of various things that you've ordered. But in particular, uh, there were a group of uh, appetizers that we ordered and split amongst the table. But then I'm looking, and some people are claiming, like, three out of six appetizers, and, which is just insane. Like, how can you remember right. two months ago uh, at a dinner where we've had, like— you know two martinis and split two bottles of wine i was like oh no i, I distinctly remember that i had a, you know a I did not have the calamari I scoop up in the mac and cheese and the cream and spinach but i absolutely did not have the mushrooms you know <laughs> i i would swear in court to it. <laughs> uh, but that is exactly the claim that they're making on this spreadsheet and so then uh those of us who uh just sort of cop to like yeah we split the appetizers and and uh check off everything end up paying more and um, anyway so that's uh, I think it's just b school as well, but I, think I, I would so. be it's interested like a
1: huge waste of time
0: if uh, yeah, other people have experienced this type of thing, maybe have nerdy friends who really get off on right. devising these things
1: business nerds if you could tw- you could tweet me at Allison Rosen or at a R I Y N B F, which is uh, Alison Rosen's your new best friend. It's not Aryan boyfriend. People think that, but it's Alison Rose's mm. new best friend. Or you could tweet Dustin, except well, he doesn't really check his tweets. I have,
0: yeah, not, not too often. I have a uh, uh, professor uh, for this TV management class who says that the best titles work on many levels. So maybe Aryan boyfriend is the second <laughs> level on which your title works.
1: I would rather it didn't. Okay, snippet. Is it just me? Or everyone. Side just me or everyone? I love yelling snippet. Okay, but the one I actually wanted to do was when I buy furniture at stores where there is a delivery option. Mm. It's always like you know seventy-five for delivery or whatever, um, and I have to take that option because I don't have a friend with a truck or I don't have a, a truck or an SUV, and I don't have a friend with a truck or SUV that I feel. Like, oh, yeah, this person would probably like to pick this up for me. And I I don't feel comfortable asking someone to do that. Mm. But I feel like there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with the way I've groomed my friendships that I don't have that because, like, the other day, the woman was like, you don't know anyone? I was like, not in Manhattan Beach (laughs) because that's where the store was. And she's like, I wonder if my daughter. I'm like, this woman at the store is thinking of having her daughter drive it, which that didn't work out. But um, that's how much I feel like it's sort of like, Living alone I often felt like I there sh- it should be easy like if this were a TV show there'd be six people who could help me carry this heavy thing right, right. away but right. I don't have I don't have that
0: or it's like you don't have a neighbor with a spare set of keys which I never had in New York but I right. guess it would be convenient because then if something yeah. happened no keys then
1: Yeah it just makes me feel like alone and like I haven't done yeah. something right that I uh I mean, I don't. I also don't like asking favors and of people. I don't like asking for help, and I don't know that anyone really does. But I really sort of. I I think because for me, like I really don't like helping people move, Hmm. Um, and so the idea of ever asking someone to do that. But then I was like, but some people actually don't mind these things as much. Yeah, I don't know. What would you do? I mean, do you have like a friend with a truck or SUV that you could ask to do something like this? I don't
0: have a friend. Well, I. I mean, there are definitely business school people with suvs if i thought about it i could probably come up with some something Mm -hmm. i don't know it like probably would depend on how much the delivery cost
1: right right now i'm looking at a 69 nine dollar charge and it almost seems like just suck it up
0: i know but then i was gonna say that sounds like worth worth finding a friend or pretending like someone's your friend who has an suv even though they kind of aren't and you know it'll be awkward but you won't have paid the 69 bucks
1: then again people with SUVs or trucks must be used to these requests Gary has an SUV Gary do people I I
3: am used to these requests it's
1: How do you greet them Are you do you graciously
3: f- I I I'm a sucker and I'm I'm an idiot and this has led to me helping more people move than I would care to admit but my thing is always, I'm going to need a favor sometime. So oh. if I do this favor, then I, I've got one on you. And uh, I never end up cashing any of them in.
1: Interesting. So. Are you ever surprised that someone asks you for help? Or do you ever feel like, I don't know you well enough for you to ask me?
3: That's happened before. Um, the most recent time something like that happened was actually a really pleasant surprise. It was a weird thing that had never happened to me before. It was before I was working on uh, the Adam Carolla show every night and I was not very close with Mike Lynch and he said, "Whose Jeep is that?" And I said, "It's mine." And he goes, "Really? Cuz I need to move a big piece of furniture." And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he was like, <laughs> "Can I borrow your car for 2 hours?" I was like, "Hell yeah, go for it, man. You don't want my help? No, go go for it." So, but yes, I have been in the situation where somebody who I feel I have a very casual friendship with is like, "Hey, I got to move my whole place this weekend. Help me out." And I just end up saying yes because I'm a sucker.
1: Oh, you're so nice. We're trying to rename Gary, by the way, because producer Gary I feel like is too straightforward. Mm. So the guest last week suggested PG thirteen, but I feel what, like we could Did can...
0: PG stand for something? Or producer just... Gary. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So PG thirteen. If you or any listening, I has thought ideas. you were going for nice Gary, or SUV Gary.
3: Je- just to throw this out there, Jeff. Oh, okay. After the show, uh, Jeff Fox, who some Ace Broadcasting fans may know of, who produces Larry's show, mm-hmm. has taken to calling me Broadway. Why? Because I was stupid enough to admit. Because Maddie, who does the ad sales for Ace Broadcasting, said in a meeting, "I'm going to see Wicked tonight," and I Got stupidly excited. said, "I've seen that." And mm. there you go, Broadway. I just think,
1: is that the only is that the only broadway thing you've seen though or do you have a love You really of should have roles? pushed
0: for Wicked as your nickname. That sounds way more badass. Yeah, that's it's like, true. "Hey, Wicked." That
3: actually is awesome. I'm I can't believe I missed wicked that. Wicked Gary. And no one or would actually like know Boston. that they were making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: can just be like, "Yeah, they call me Wicked." Yeah. And then wink.
3: Pretty much. So- um Yes, I have seen other Broadway stuff, but it didn't take admitting that. All I did, she said, "I'm going to see Wicked tonight," and I said, "Oh, you'll probably like that. I've seen it before." And he was like, "Okay, Broadway." <laughs> and now every time I walk into Ace broadcasting, it's a Broadway.
1: No, you're um, wicked, Gary. Fine, I know. Perfect. Next time he does
0: that, him. be like, "That's wicked to you," <laughs> and see see if you can reverse it. I feel like they'll fight hard against it, but yeah, I don't know. It's I, it's, yeah. a, it's kind of a battle of wills at that There's point.
1: Going to be resistance. Yeah. Do you have more B school or everyone's or was did did you I knew, use your, I knew, okay snip <laughs> it wicked
0: oh, uh, so this is another one that i'm again fairly certain is just business school but um but one never knows mm. uh, and it is it, but it is one of my favorite like just business school phenomena um, and it's that um as business school students were, of course, learning about uh, finance and making money and all these, you know, trivial things. Um, and so there's frequent talk about the markets uh, because that's where money is made. You know, you buy things, you sell things. That's how, you know, how business goes down. Um, and so there's this delightful uh, quality of people who want to go into uh, investment management or a lot of uh, sort of finance-related jobs, uh, that they speak of the markets as though they are a person. And so uh, – and they do it with, with – I mean, this is just sort of an industry phenomenon, I, I assume. Um, I haven't worked in the financial industry, but I assume they just sort of picked this up somewhere and weren't clever enough to, to just um, do it. Um and so they'll say things uh, like, the markets were angry today. <laughs> you know? Like the C's? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, the markets didn't like that. <laughs> you know? it's, like, it's like, we could do that, but I don't know what the markets would think. <laughs> and and I, it's like, I, I mean, on the face of it, it's completely hilarious, but it's so standard that no one, no one blinks an eye when they make these statements right. that sound completely ridiculous. Um, and I just, uh, again... Uh, Like, I hope I never get over uh, enjoying actual production of the podcast. (laughs) I hope I never get over uh, being completely tickled by people describing the... And, uh, you know, then I like to... When people describe the markets, I like to think of, you know, what they would look like, you know, uh, based on these descriptions. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think the markets are just sort of a really, uh, like, um, like riddle and addled... uh, Sort of adventure seeker, uh like like you know like uh, a
1: young Indiana Jones.
0: Meathead kind of guy. Yeah. I ADD. think of them more like a, a Bradley Cooper in the hangover. Oh, okay. Um like, you know, the markets uh the markets can get overexcited about things. They're not they're not completely depressed, you know, but um but they can be very stern if you cross them. Right. Um So it's uh yeah.
1: Are the markets ever zombies like I was when I worked at that job?
0: Um I guess they could be. I, those would probably be foreign markets though. The US markets are pretty active. Um, but there are markets that those would be markets that are not actively traded, probably you could say, are zombified. If it was too quiet, it'd be like, Oh everyone's just given up. Maybe Greece might be a kind of zombified right now. I'm not sure. I don't follow that market. It's not it's <laughs> right. it's, it's not you know, we're not Facebook friends yet. Just
1: I just experienced the boringness of business school. Yeah,
0: I know. I, I have to catch myself um, <laughs> constantly. This is I, – I, I don't know if this is a just me or every – maybe it's a just every business school – or just me or every business school student. But, like, for, one in, for, like, 18 months since I've started business school, my friends want to be interested in this because it's, like, a you know, significant experience in my life. So when I talk to people, they're like, oh, you are at business school now. You know, how, tell me about that. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> – you uh, you don't want me to do that. That's my response, and they're like, "Oh no, no, really? I want to hear I want to hear everything." It's like you do not want to hear everything. Just trust me on this one, you know. And um, they're like, "What do you do there?" I was like, "If I started talking about that, you would immediately become disinterested, and there would just be this awkward moment because you asked me to do it, but then you would immediately want to mm-hmm. retract that, and so I try and head that off." But then people, right? Think- it's like
1: someone saying, "Let's have a threesome." You're like, "You don't. It's you don't know what you're asking." Yeah, exactly. It's not gonna. Go the way I know, you want. those are horrible. Yeah. yeah,
0: all those I've had with your friends just it was weird. So, um, have
1: you ever actually had a threesome? I actually never have. No, actually, you haven't. Had. No, interesting. Okay, have you been? I, I mean, I feel like the opportunities have probably presented themselves to you.
0: I mean, in super indirect ways, right? It wasn't like you know. Two women were like, hey, Dustin, we want to have a threesome. I was like, Pff, I've heard how awkward those are. <laughs> um, it was, But yeah, I feel like every guy has a story of like, because in your mind, you're always thinking of like the calculus of how you could get from here to it. Like even right now, I'm thinking like, well, I don't, you know, uh, actually, you're the only woman like within uh, 100 feet of here. So it's it's hard to figure out how that would happen. But it's like, well, if I stop on the way home at some place and then, you know, there's two chicks at the counter. Um <laughs> I don't know. So you uh, like? I feel like every guy has a story where it's like, "Oh yeah, you know." I was like, I was almost gonna have a threesome, and probably you really weren't that close,
1: right? Right? You probably <laughs> were just hanging out with a girl and a right. friend.
0: Like, yeah, I was at a party, and there were more than two girls there. So I mean, it was like
1: <laughs> could have a five. <laughs>
0: exactly. It was almost gonna happen. I saw, <laughs> I saw the way they looked at me.
1: Right. You know. So that's what it's like when people ask you to tell them about what's going on with you.
0: Uh. Yeah, i they the question and start talking about threesomes, always.
1: Always. Well, that's a good ploy. Yeah. I feel like you might push some people away with it, but others will appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it always leads to a better conversation than if I actually talked about business school. That is for sure.
1: Well, in that case, I'm glad I cut you off. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have more B-Schools or Everyones, or do you want to sit on them for your next appearance, which has got to be soon?
0: Oh, of course. I, right. will, I will sit on them.
1: So please <laughs> sit on them. Like I did your Netflix disc for oh. the last many months. I don't I don't actually have Netflix, so I don't know how this impacts you. But it's as it's as if I had a library book of yours that was due a long time ago and I never gave it mm. back to you. Like how did this impact your life? Do you kind owe a lot of. of money? With
0: a with a library book I would have like late fees. With Netflix I just was paying for the subscription anyway. Um, I just wasn't able to utilize it, theoretically, as thoroughly as I might have, if I had the disc. Um, Basically, yeah, this is going to get into a totally uninteresting business school conversation. I happen to have been at this recruiting event last night and talked with Netflix (sighs) people. Exactly. Uh, You made Netflix a lot of money by not returning my disc, so... If you Uh, ever interact with them or sign up, you should you should email them and say, like, hey, I held my friend's disc for six months and that made crazy profits for you. So you should cut me a break. And They probably won't. But it would be a valid economic argument.
1: I have two funny Dustin memories to share, (laughs) which are actually one of them is much more about me. And it's not funny. Um, But I was remembering when I was house sitting uh, in L.A. And you came over when when you gave me the disc or you, you let me borrow the disc. Initially, at that point, I believe you had yes an eye infection or something. Yes, and you said that this is a bad memory. I don't know why I'm sharing it, but it's just occurring to me that you said that, uh, and you were kind of zombified. You were kind of a zombie, yeah. and you said that uh, your personal hygiene had reached a Grey Gardens level. <laughs> you were you were exercising a Grey Gardens level of personal hygiene.
0: Yeah, that. But uh, there was a lot of uh, sadness in my in my small box at that time, and germs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's cleared up, seemingly. Yeah. I've, I've <laughs> not
0: gotten an eye in since I'm doing better <laughs> than <laughs> the protagonist in The Gray Garden. <laughs> so I think my life is pretty awesome.
1: So there's that. And then the other thing I remembered, and this went back to something we were talking about uh at the very beginning of the show with my pattern of dating guys, where there was always some kind of flaw uh, right away that I would then uh, puzzle over,
0: resonate over. Yeah. It. You, you um, need to bring resonating into the show. I mean, not actual resonating, but the, uh, con- the show kind of is resonating. Yeah, 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 true.
1: Yeah. Um, I was about to say what it is again, but the chances of anyone who's just <laughs> tuning into this part of the show, right. but not the early part, are um, that's actually not possible. Uh, so anyway, we there was a guy that I told you about, and you thought that perhaps, and we're not going to reveal anything. You thought that maybe you knew him from. Uh, you possibly. Oh yeah. There yeah. was a guy. You're like from, I'm from
0: a previous experience, life experience,
1: w- a negative one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the yeah, my experience with him was negative.
1: Right. So then we went somewhere and you met him, and I remember you're like, I have good news and bad news. <laughs> the good news is. I have met him before, or the good news is he is that guy, or something. I wish I could remember the good news, because the bad news was, and he's a total asshole.
0: Yeah, yeah, Well, it's like, the good news is, like, I've resolved the confusion. Oh, yeah. Because there was this whole... good news for
1: you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of debate about whether it was him or not, because he didn't think he knew you. Right. right, Well,
0: because, yeah, you kept trying to, like, feed me more, uh, like, personal details, you know, thinking that that would spur me to realize... uh, Right. be able to... Resolve whether I had met him right because your story was...
1: about if he was the guy in your story, it was very like he was totally an asshole and everyone thought he was an asshole oh, because yeah. of this experience or 100%, something. 100%. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yes, and that's I... right. It was unequivocal. I I had never heard less equivocal. Uh,
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that
1: doesn't make any sense. I had never heard you be so matter of fact about like it wasn't like I think he might be a dick. It was like if this is that guy, he is an asshole.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although I think knowing him, you could realize how in the circumstance I met him in, he, like, could easily come across. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a particular circumstance that he was an asshole in.
1: Murder. uh, Yeah. It was murder.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was kicking puppies on the street. Um, uh, Yeah, that was... uh, that was good. But, yeah, so you kept, like, you were uh, – there was a lot of suspense built up to this right, event. That, right, I think that we didn't even really want to go to this event. But it was, oh, no, it was going didn't. to allow us to, you know, get to the bottom of this Once <laughs> <mystery>. and for all. <laughs> um, and, of course, you were, like, hardcore in the middle of rosination, So you really wanted to, you know, have my uh, my input on whether it was this right. guy or not so that you could factor it into the whole,
1: uh, right. uh,
0: uh, the whole puzzle.
1: Yes. In fact, I was so deeply rosinating about him – that I received an an email from a friend, I remember we were on the train, and I received an email from a friend, which was like this sort of she had all these issues with me kind of mm. it was like that it was a friendship that was a that that it kind of ended shortly after because it became it was like um it was very high maintenance, she was very high maintenance. I'll put it that way, so I was telling you about that on the train, and you were like. Just let it go, and I and I don't normally let things go, but I actually let that one go because I had mm. more pressing rosination to yeah. deal with. That, yeah, and That's I I one. felt a little bit like she's choosing now to unload this on me. She knows I'm in <laughs> I'm in mid rosination. <laughs>
0: right, exactly, exactly. It's like I you know one at a time. You know, yeah,
1: exactly. It's like don't
0: cut in line, right, lady, right. Um, uh, as a side note, uh, I hope this doesn't give too much away, but um, I, I heard I heard recently, one. as you probably did, that this uh, yes. individual that we're talking with is moving to LA. Maybe we can have him on the show and talk about what an asshole he is, or ask that, him to defend whether he whether he is or isn't an asshole. He I, would probably he actually would probably agree like to that. that.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's think about that. I, how do I? <laughs> I mean, what? What? How would I reach out? Like, hey, I know this is weird. But you came up in a very roundabout way (laughs) when we were talking about how I always chose assholes. And we were talking about this funny story where we couldn't figure out whether you were the asshole that Dustin knew. Not only Dustin thought you were an asshole, but everyone (laughs) that night did. And we wanted to know if you wanted to come on the podcast.
0: (laughs) I honestly feel like he would uh, A, be unfazed, and B... uh, sort of enjoy that invitation.
1: Yeah, because he kind of casts himself in the role of asshole.
0: I think he sees himself as as, as cad, rake, you know. Like, yeah, that, 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 it's that, you know, asshole in the, um, you know, I just own the world so I don't have to worry about what people think kind of way.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. On that note, you guys, thank you so much for listening and um, please continue to listen and tell a friend and tell that friend to tell their friends and rate this highly on iTunes if you like it. If you don't, then just don't even rate it at all. Um, I would like to give a little bit of love to our sponsors, but you guys don't turn it off right now because this is the crucial time to listen because I'm going to mention the sponsors, and then I'm going to mention some plugs, and then we have a closing song. So the show's not over yet, okay?
0: The closing song is great.
1: It really, really is. So, first of all...
0: A sponsor should sponsor the closing song.
1: I know, we should do that. You love video games. I don't know if I'm talking to you, Dustin, or if I'm talking to the audience. Dustin, do you love video games?
0: I love video games. You
1: love video games. And you are probably tired of purchasing the video them. games that
0: I don't love as much as the ones you're about to talk about.
1: But you're probably tired of purchasing them the way that people normally purchase video games. Oh, that too. You need a novel new way. You need Gamefly. It's like Netflix for, for video games. It's a video game rental system that delivers games to your door, and now directly to your PC. Over 8,000 video console games to choose from. It allows you to rent some of the newest titles like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Batman, Arkham City, The Elder Scrolls. I don't know if those are, I don't know how many games I just mentioned, but like, a I lot. mentioned three. And Imagine how
0: long you would keep my disc if I were a member of Gamefly, though, as opposed to Netflix. It'd be terrible to keep it for years on end. So
1: here's why, I know, that's why you and I should both separately sign up.
0: Mm, true.
1: I wonder if they have Pole Position. Do you remember that game? Do. They do have it. Lots. I was making a joke, and they have it. That's how awesome they are. It works for all systems and handhelds, including Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Nintendo Wii, Nintendo DS, 3DS, PSP. And I could go on. And you can start Gamefly.com for just $7.95 only if you go to the top right corner of the web page. Click the joystick button on the top right and type in Rosen. Then you'll get a free 15 days. Half a month. Free in February. In February, February. that's right. More than half a month. month. Unbelievable. I know. So you could. So go to GameFly.com/slash Rosen. Please, please do this. If you do it, it helps me, and I know that that's what you're about. And it helps you because hello, video games. Um, Or you can click the banner on my website, which is on the right side of my website. Or you can go to GameFly.com and go to the joystick button and type in Rosen. So do that, please. Um and then if you do um let me know somehow so that then I can say hey you thank you. Also Amazon. You're probably going to buy stuff on Amazon anyway. Dustin, do you buy stuff on Amazon? I do buy Eye stuff drops on Amazon. or Lysol <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: condoms. How oh, to have yeah, a threesome? Exactly. In the book.
0: Yeah, threesome instructional yeah. videos.
1: Right, how to talk about And
0: just videos with threesome. I don't know if Amazon sells porn. Um
1: No, but there's a movie called Threesome that had um Stephen Baldwin in it and a couple other people Laura Flynn Boyle mm. I think maybe or Sherilyn Fenn or I might be all wrong but oh, it's not that porn that makes a big
0: difference Sherilyn Fenn
1: versus Laura Flynn Boyle
0: yeah I'm a fan
1: they were both on Twin Peaks weren't they yes they were
0: but I, I feel like it's uh, then uh, Sherilyn Fenn was on Friends right it's uh, Team Jacob versus the other guy thing for like you know a younger generation you were Edward. either Laura Finn, Flynn Boyle or uh, Sherilyn Fenn right Unless you wanted to have a threesome with both. But I feel like they were different types of, like, a type of women. They were different types of hot, dark-haired women. exactly. Right, right. It's important to take a stand on that One's got boobs and
1: one doesn't really. True. Amazon. You're going to buy stuff anyway from Amazon. But if you click through the banner on my website, then I get a few pennies from that. And then I can buy more sombreros. So click the banner on my website on the right side. It is right under the Gamefly banner. So you could click both. That would be neat. I
0: spent the last half of your Gamefly promo thinking about this uh, truck game that I used to love at Putt-Putt. I hope that they have that at Gamefly. Maybe they do. It was like Ivan something's truck racing.
1: Um, Maybe they have Burger Time and Donkey Kong as well. I'm just going to mention all games too. Here's a real old reference for people who enjoy old references. I had the Odyssey game console system. I think that's what it was called. It was like back... Back in the day when uh when we had a VHS player and it lifted the tray lifted up and pushed out. Nice. And I remember we had Ferdinand the Bull that we recorded from TV. From from the from straight from the television. Charlotte's Webb and Ferdinand the Bull. Um, and other references which are old. Okay, you guys. So you can go to my website, alisonrosen.com. dot com. You can follow the show's Twitter feed, which is at a r i y n b f, Allison Rosen's new best friend. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow Dustin on Twitter if you want, but he doesn't tweet. It's disappointing. But do you even want so to?
0: So, sometimes I tweet, and when I tweet, it's magical. So there's no harm in following me. That's true. At Dustin Goot.
1: When's the last time he tweeted?
0: A couple months ago.
1: Wow! But each tweet is so it's like, so.
0: It's like a gem curated. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys, <laughs> I love you. Thank you for listening. Listen to this show. Listen to me on The Adam Carolla Show. And um, thank you, Wicked Gary.
3: Thank you, Allison. All right,
1: see so you guys here. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.